Thank you for joining us. My name is Dr. Choksee. Thank you for joining Ace Your Health podcast at here at Ace Integrative Health in Mason, Ohio, and Cincinnati. Today we have here Miss Kylie Kuzer, and you guys have seen her before. We're going to talk about nutrition today in more detail. This is your opportunity to learn what nutrition is. This is Nutrition 101 to 101. 1001. So we're going to go on this journey together and talk about what we need to learn, right? We go through this whole journey and food is the biggest piece that plays a huge role in our culture. Everybody comes from many different perspectives. There is a traditional aspect, the cultural aspect, there is this whole religious aspect and then you take all of those things away and then there is this whole anti-aging and functional aspect where we really need to pay attention to. So how do we make this whole thing easier? And that's going to be our goal as we take on this journey together. As you continue to listen, you'll have questions. We want you to write those questions down, text us, email us, or just put them down in the comment section here. Um, and we will get to them make a video on it if we can. Otherwise, we'll reply back to you and let you know how um, how we can assist you and help on your journey. As we always talk about, one of the things is all of us are looking this journey as a combination of Eastern and Western, ancient and modern modality. And this is where I want you to understand that we're gonna talk about science and we're gonna talk about stuff that is scientific but maybe not in the most conventional way so it will come from many different perspectives it may come from west it may come from east it may come from north south wherever but this is journey that we're going to take together so thank you for joining us yeah. hey so what's um what's the first thing you say to people when you say um nutrition like how do you what do what do people ask you what is that nutrition is, that is a hard question um i know nutrition is really an overwhelming topic to a lot of people mm-hmm. a lot of people would rather not even deal with it because they don't there's there's so much to learn and it can become overwhelming when you mm-hmm. start to especially if you google anything about nutrition you're going to find a gazillion results that are all contradictory or whatever and i think our big goal here is to simplify it Mm -hmm. um because nutrition doesn't have to be difficult and if nutrition is stressing you out then (laughs) you know it's almost just as bad as as eating bad food because stress is stress to your body Mm -hmm. no matter what so nutrition can be really simple and that's what our goal is is to explain things to everyone so that they understand how to apply it to their life without having Mm -hmm. to put too much thought into it that's really true nutrition can be simple and um, so when we try to explain, hey, what do I have to think about? So I'm the normal public and somebody who's listening to it, they're going to say, OK, well, I've heard nutrition. It's macros. It's, you know, protein, fats and carbs. If I want to be healthy, I just decrease my fat content. It's really bad for me. So this is, you know, a lot of people talk about that, mm-hmm. talk about nutrition as synonymous with weight loss. Mm-hmm. So when we when we talk about nutrition, literally 101, where would you start? What would you tell patients? Uh, what do they need to know? Because that's what they're, you know, all, that's what we want to teach people, mm-hmm. our uh, listeners, that this is what you need to know. Like, mm-hmm. this is your thought process. They're going on a journey as soon as they pick up 
food. Mm -hmm. This is their thought process. And that thought process is many, many different perspectives. So how do we, where do we start? From, from an idea of where to start, first off, I think a lot of people think of nutrition in terms of calories. That's like the be all end all to some mm. people. And I really try to steer people away from that because calories aren't the be all end all of nutrition. We're talking about nutrients, you yeah. know, nutrition yeah. <laughs> and not, not units of energy. And, um, I think Mark Hyman said it really well. He says mm. food is information. Mm. And so that's one of the things I encourage people with a lot of the time is you need to kind of select what information you're giving to your body. It's the same thing with if you listen to really angry music a lot or, you know, mm. what even you watch on TV, that's going to affect your body in some way. It's going to affect your emotions in some way. And in the same way, nutrition is going to affect your cells. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be selective about the information that we're giving our bodies. That's kind of one of the biggest mm-hmm. foundational pieces I like to give people. Okay. So now we know that nutrition is combination of many different perspectives mm-hmm. and cultures. Nutrition is information. What would you tell a 40 year old woman who says, how do I improve my nutrition? What are we teaching them? What's the first thing that they need to know about? Usually, and this is really blanketed Mm. because anything could be going on with that person, but a lot of women in their 40s are Mm. getting close to menopause and they need a lot of healthy fats to Mm -hmm. support their hormones and maybe avoid some phytoestrogenic Mm. foods um, until after menopause so they're not adding estrogen because at that point a lot of women are estrogen dominant. So what I would focus on for someone like that is usually eating healthy fats from nuts Mm. and seeds and coconut oil and then Mm. a lot of fiber and veggies. um, Mm. Get a lot of greens for detoxing and stuff Mm. like that. That's a great piece of advice Mm -hmm. and they need to, they definitely need to think about fats. So let's go deep down into fats, Mm -hmm. a little bit more into fats. What do you think, what are fats? (laughs) <laughs> that's a that's a hard not really a hard question I mean mm-hmm. fats are a macronutrient so a lot of people are familiar with carbs and proteins and fats um, fats are very anti-inflammatory and they manage blood sugar they manage the glycemic index or the glycemic load of food mm-hmm. um, so they're really important your brain is made up of I think it's 60% fat is that correct mm-hmm. um, so, so fats are really important, and we've had a big wave in the past, I think since the 70s, of that low-fat kind of movement that has perpetuated that fat is bad, fat makes you fat, and it's kind of created this big fear around fat for people. Um, so we like to kind of destigmatize that. We incorporate a lot of fats in what we do with people mm-hmm. and, and have had great success with that. Okay. All right, so there are many ways of thinking about food as we talked about culture and tradition and in terms of culture and tradition all of those are based off of certain way of thinking Mm -hmm. certain way of believing and when we believe something that automatically becomes a set of values we call them philosophies in the world of food we believe in a lot of different things because we're attached to it yeah so what do you think about food and nutrition as a philosophy and where does nutrition and philosophy connect? I think it really varies for a lot of people based on their life experiences and 
people have very different relationships with food. And one of the big things I like to focus on is, do you eat to live or do you live to eat? Um, and there's really a huge difference there. I think there can be a healthy mix of both. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people err on one side and it can become, I, I won't say eating to live can be really unhealthy because you're mm-hmm. just focusing on nourishing your body, but living to eat where you have an obsession or a fixation with food and you only care about how it tastes and not what it's doing for your body can be very unhealthy. And, um, and then you have people who, I mean, even I've had the experience with eating disorders who are fixation is even on not eating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot to be said about having a healthy balance and eating to fuel your body and give it nutrients so that you can perform at your best. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my food philosophy. Um, that's what I really try to get everybody to a healthy place with. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a great piece of advice that you just said. And um, when we live to eat and eat to live that's two different ways that people and that addresses the our body's impulses Mm -hmm. right we're talking about how we are compared to other animals on this planet most of them are very compulsive they they operate based off of their impulses and we have the ability to make decisions Mm -hmm. and Nutrition is one of those decisions that we make on a every single day basis because we have a uh, really interesting relationship with it, right. right? Just like any other person, when we have a relationship with other people, we also have a relationship with food. Yeah. So when we talk about that uh, from that perspective, it makes total sense of what you said. Yeah. That's really interesting. So, so tell, tell me more about your food philosophy like your kind of approach i know we have very similar approaches but Mm -hmm. yeah so we i when we look at when we look at food and when we're looking at this whole concept of where food comes from food is information food is energy food provides some sort of nutrients they vibrate at some level and they're energy and energy has electrons and when they go into your body, they become, they do things. In harmonizing food with a human body, one must understand, or what I believe is that we have to understand where food is coming from and what is the energy that it, the food has. A tall, slender plant, like a bamboo plant that we have right there, that has a tall slender energy it grows in certain seasons and then some other foods will grow in other seasons and they may be spread out right like ginger or turmeric or something that just spreads so there's a different sort of energy that it has when we use our body to our body is mixed up of different tools our hand is a tool our stomach is a tool that does something and our body constantly wants to be in harmony, yin and yang, in a balanced state with wherever it exists in its environment. Mm-hmm. If the environment is cold, it will heat you up. If the environment is hot, it will cool you down. Right. So body's always trying to do this balance of um, 
balance of managing its nutrients and hormones and the processes that at which it uses up protein, fats, and carbs and other nutrients. So in the body, when we look at nutri nutrition and when we're looking at, when we're thinking that you have a certain goal and you want to get somewhere with your body, then one of your senses, which feeds into nutrition, is adding all kind of food. And once we understand where that food is coming from and how it matches with your lifestyle. So that's a little bit of customization where we are looking at. It becomes very easy for pretty much everybody mm -hmm. when we understand who we are. Right. Are you a long and slender and thin person? Or are you a stocky and just a stocky person? Or are you an obese person? Or are you anorexic? Or what's going on with your body? You may be disproportionate. Uh, some part of your body are bigger than the others. Maybe it's because of genetics or whatever. So once we understand that what type of energy that we are carrying, then it becomes very easy to add that type of food. Mm -hmm. And when that type of food goes in, then it becomes, we, bec we get into this state of harmony mm -hmm. with the environment, with the nature, and then within ourselves. Right now, we have added, you know, I mean, we can go on the route of processed food, but uh, <laughs> let's talk about processed food, right? We, we're, we have the ability to make decisions. We're not impulsive. And the world of processed food, what do you think it, it how does it affect, what do you think it does to the human body and the psyche of people? Well, first off, most processed, packaged, refined food is pretty nutrient-poor. <laughs> so there's little, I mean, sure, you'll get calories. And like I was talking about earlier, like we're focused more on nutrients with nutrition. So you're definitely going to get calories from processed food, but there's not a lot of nutrients in it. Mm. And so what's going to happen is you're going to get what we call empty calories, which is basically just nutrient-poor food. And... It's not really giving your body the best information. Sometimes it's genetically modified. A lot of times it's going to be really high on the glycemic index. Mm. It's going to spike your blood sugar and create a lot of acidity in your body. Mm. Um, and acidity causes inflammation. So our, our real focus is yeah. reducing inflammation. That's really a foundation of what you're doing so, here. So how does, how does somebody know what is a processed food? Do you think okay, orange juice... Is a processed food basically I think uh, from definition a processed food is anything that's not in its natural state mm -hmm. so orange juice is not in its natural mm -hmm. state its natural state would be a whole orange mm -hmm. so really anything you buy out of a package is gonna be processed food with the exception mm -hmm. of maybe something like lettuce that's in a package mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. but even then if it's chopped it's still processed in a way Mm -hmm. um, it's lost some of its nutrients because it's been cut apart mm -hmm. and the nutrients have started <laughs> to pour yeah. out. So, Yeah, so do, do you know how many people know about how those nutrients are lost? I don't think it's a common knowledge. It's something I didn't even realize until I went to college. So mm -hmm. um, what really is the process of that? So in, in the... When you have a nap, let's say an orange, 
or if you cut it open and you let it uh, sit out, you'll see a color change. Mm -hmm. When you squeeze that juice out, you drink it right away, there is a, some type of taste. But then if you wait for three hours and drink that same orange juice that's been sitting out, mm -hmm. it tastes different. If you take that orange juice that you just squeezed, you put it in the refrigerator and drink it after three hours, that's different than the other orange juice that's been sitting out for three hours. Right. So in nature, all of these, it's a live organism. There are bacteria in there, there are microbiome that's mm -hmm. in there. The nature has protected itself with a, a, a cover, which is mm -hmm. the skin of the orange. When we open that, now these enzymes become open to the air. Mm -hmm. The vitamins that are stored inside it, in the fluid compartment in there, they also become exposed to air. They get exposed to light, and they also get exposed to temperature change. Mm -hmm. So we know that our enzymes and our bacteria have a processing speed. There is a speed at which they process though. Mm -hmm. So if you, just like a speed at which you run, like literally some people are faster than others, there is a speed at which enzymes convert and produce and bacteria convert and produce. So as soon as we get them exposed to air, the speed changes. The banana starts becoming darker. The apple starts becoming darker. The nutrients are now getting escaped in the air. They are deactivated because mm -hmm. there is oxygen in the air which was not getting exposed when the skin was surrounding it so because the skin surrounds and protects the apple or the orange the oxygen from the natural environment isn't touching it the nitrogen from the atmosphere doesn't touch it and at nitrogen oxygen and other inert gases that we have in this environment they all now start interacting with vitamin B, vitamin C, whatever else those vitamins that are micronutrients and phytonutrients that are inside the orange. So as soon as they get exposed, they change it. Now the taste changes. Mm -hmm. So the fresher or the earliest you consume that product, the taste is different mm -hmm. compared to the how, how much we wait on it. So things that are sitting around on a, on a um, shelf at Kroger, Walmart, any grocery stores, they are, one, they're inside a freezer. So that freezer has certain gases. Mm -hmm. The plastic containers are not impermeable to gases. So now they're interacting with it. The juice itself was made in a factory and moved all the way down to the freezers in these grocery stores. Mm -hmm. There was a time it was exposed to different light because the container isn't light protected. It's not UV light protected either. So it's a plastic container. So there's a lot of things that changes the actual taste to make it nutrient less mm -hmm. because the major nutrient that it has, all the vitamins, they get deactivated. They, they go away. Right. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So how many people can tell right away when they pick up a bottle 
or when they go to store, how can you tell that this stuff is processed and it's not? Like instantly, what's the first thing they need to look at? Um, the I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I don't so know quite how to answer that question. Um, I mean, if it's processed and there are multiple ingredients on it, then you know it's very perfect. processed. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it's one ingredient, it may be fresher than yeah. than something else. Even with orange juice, it probably is going to have preservatives in it, mm -hmm. which is going to tell you it's not super fresh because they needed to preserve it with something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I I completely agree with you that processed food will have some other ingredient in it, something else in it. And if it looks natural and it tastes different than if you pick up something that's right in front of you, if the taste has changed, then something has happened to it. Right. Whether you know that or not, right. something has happened to it. Yep. Okay, so that's what we were paying attention to in, in the world of mm -hmm. processed food. So that's pretty cool. So we talked about how we're looking at nutrition from different parts of the world. Different cultures have different food habits. They are grown in different parts. Right. You talked about how we need to pay attention to food for life or living with food and with intentions and with information because mm -hmm. the food is giving us that. Right. What are the three things that you would say to a, since we're talking about a 40 year old person, what are the top three things you tell them that they can go home today and pay attention to? Um, I think a big and really foundational place to start is focus on whole foods. So like we so just talked about from. processed foods and stuff, making your foods at home Basically, pro they have to be processed because if you chop a vegetable, it's mm -hmm. in some way it's, yeah. it's processed. But doing that from from the whole vegetable, you're the one who processes it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, so you know yeah. that there's no additives. Like cooking from scratch is really, really um, an integral part if mm -hmm. you want to get healthy because you know what's going into that food and you know how fresh that food is, and you can't really tell as much with something mm -hmm. that's in a package. Um, so that's good. Yeah. That's two. And yeah. what's the third thing? Another thing would probably be focus on your water. Okay. A lot of people don't think that think about water as part of your healthy mm -hmm. eating routine or your nutrition routine. Um, but if you're drinking tap water, you're also mm -hmm. drinking fluoride and pharmaceutical remnants and heavy metals and all sorts of stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So I want you guys to pay attention to what she just said. She talked about whole foods, cooking your own food, and then using the right type of water and pay attention to where it's coming from because those are three things that are limited on this planet as well. We don't get a lot of our own cooked food, we don't have a lot of water, and we don't have a lot of whole foods either because most of them are being somehow, they just don't reach us. You know, somehow they're controlled and somehow they're they go to the manufacturing facility rather than our food, our tables. So somehow those things happen. So if you start paying attention to those things, then the journey of your food, where it comes from, and if it, the, how that matches your philosophy will start changing. It will absolutely start changing. And hence, how it affects you will start changing. So with that said, we're going to come back to you guys Thank you so much for joining. Next week, we'll have another topic on nutrition. 
And today we dabbled into fats and philosophies and a little bit of carbs and understanding what we need to do. But come back next week again. And with our next episode, if it's not next week, it's right here, right below this episode. So just click on it, listen to it. And let us know what questions you have. We have a whole process of guiding uh, uh, everybody through. And you're on that journey right now, being in, in this podcast, being in the course, in the community that we have. And we have a lot of people who are part of the community who get benefit from learning how to do all of these things on their own. And uh, that's that's kind of unique community that we have. And if you're interested in it, just you know, check it out, check out what we have, and uh, we'll be here to assist you with that. One thing that I want you to keep in mind is that we have a weekly session where we sit down and we pray for all of you guys, all of our patients. And that is a habit that we're doing here. And that's something that we encourage you to do it at home as well. Sit down with your family and go on this journey. So it becomes where you're pushing your energies out, positive energies, and then it will attract more positive energies for you. So thank you so much for joining us. Take care. Namaste.